Have you ever wondered why it's difficult to give your attention, energy, and take action on what matters the most to you? Or to speak up with clarity from the best part of yourself? If that's you, then you're in the right place. The follow-through formula is dedicated to providing daily inspiration for you to follow through on the real you. Alrighty, good morning once again. It's Rick Lewis here with the Follow-Through Formula Podcast. This is episode 29. I've got a bunch of stuff bouncing around in my head this morning, so I really don't have much of an idea of what's going to come out. But what I want to talk about is the fear and anxiety that many of us experience in relationship to self-promotion. I grew up in a household with with a professor who is a teacher and a very good teacher and who for probably most of his life, I mean, I would say, I don't know if he would say this, but I would say that stoicism would be a, a fairly accurate label to put on his uh, way of thinking and being. Very logically driven, um, very much putting emotion and feeling off to the side as something to be considered when and if it makes sense to consider involving feeling in the equation of a decision or a conversation or an experience. So I learned how to actually, at least I was given the value system of taking your emotion and everything from your anger to your passion and putting it at a distance and letting it be over there and only considering picking it up um, if it fits in with your critical thinking plans. In fact, my father is 85 years old and he, to this day, is just starting a course on critical thinking. The rub is that in the process of adopting this critical thinking perspective and value system, the ability to, to allow and tap into and embrace the emotional, physiological component of being enlivened by an activity or an idea or a vision or a cause is something that I was trained to have great caution about. And along with my father's ability, refined and advanced ability to think critically in ways that have so served me in my life and ways that I value and appreciate, along with that came I mean, we literally sat in front of the television and he trained me to look at TV ads and commercials with a critical thinking perspective. And the training was around, oh, see how they're using this wording and this language and that imagery to try and get you to buy their product or service. So all the way through growing up as a consumer, I was trained to be a very critical consumer and very watchful of, in the words of my father, how I was being manipulated 
by advertising. So this was a consistent theme, is not wanting to be manipulated into doing something by others, whether it was a company, a product, a service, or an individual. Even in our home, in daily interactions, it was very much a theme to be very clear with each other about what it is we wanted and needed, but not to use especially emotional manipulation as a tactic. And this is all very, very worthy and useful training that I'm, I'm super, super grateful to have received in my life. It has served me very well. But part of what I want to talk about today, and this is how it's, how it's played out for me, what I want to talk about is how then when it comes to promoting, selling, communicating, expressing, and think about those four words, promoting, selling, communicating, expressing. Expression and communication are essential foundational anchors of human relationship and human experience. And if we express and communicate things that we would like others to know about or take part in or also derive value from, we're now moving into the realm of promotion and marketing and sales. So if I want you to experience the benefit of something wonderful that I've experienced, which is now the basis of uh, word of mouth experience marketing, which is what many companies are chiefly relying upon using social media, um, social channels, where people talk about products and services that they love and are doing good things for them. Companies know this is, this is one of the primary channels they need to develop. So we're in a situation, we're in a realm where the natural, organic, laudable capacity to communicate and express yourself authentically as a human being is now, has now become part and parcel of what drives commerce and enterprise. Now we are talking to others about a great experience we had. It could be something personal that we did. We could talk about a great experience we had training to run a marathon and what this did for our lives to get in shape this way. And in the same conversation, we might talk about an experience we had with a particular website that helped us uh, transcribe meeting notes. I'm just pulling something out of thin air. So, um, so now we're in our conversations. We're back and forth between talking about experiences with products and services and with our own inner lives and our relationships. If we have a fear that when we talk about something that we're trying to sell, that people are going to be critical of us, they're going to judge us, or they're going to um, 
remove themselves from our company or stop being our friend because we're talking about something that we find great value in, it's going to be very, very difficult for us to move into territory where we're able to make a living doing something we love. And I think many, many people and many people who I've spoken to and coached and met are in the situation that they feel comfortable selling or promoting something from their position in a job inside some organization, some widget or product or service. Yet if they were to start a small business and sell or promote a service about something they know or that they have expertise in that they love, they would have a much more difficult time feeling free and enthusiastic about standing up and saying, here's something I'm really good at. I'm an incredible copywriter and I want to sell, I want to sell you on my services. And we run into this obstacle, this firewall, where we fear somebody pointing at us and saying, well, you're just trying to make a buck. And this is pretty ego-centered. Now you're doing a whole business that's all about you and your talents and your skills. So there's this great big stumbling block and this obstacle that many people experience when it comes to actually moving toward a form of livelihood or vocation that involves doing something they really love, are very passionate about, and which might be oriented to a core skill or capacity that they have themselves. I'm squarely in this category right now. I've spent my life incrementally getting over and getting past this fear and the, this inner anxiety. If you listened to an episode, two episodes back called Anxiety is Actually Five Types of Fear, I had a conversation with my friend, Dr. John Souza, and he pointed out this beautiful, amazing, simple little distinction, which is Anxiety is just fear. Let's call it what it is. Anxiety is fear. So I've personally spent decades getting beyond this fear of promoting myself. And it's been very difficult for me. And in many cases, I haven't done any promotion. I was a street performer for 10 years, never did any kind of promotion whatsoever. And it was a perfect job for me. Because I didn't have to do that. All I had to do was show up in the middle of a public place and offer what I had to offer and have people pay me after the fact, after they, I had delivered the product and they enjoyed it. So that was perfect for me. Absolutely no need to confront my fear of promoting myself. And then I turned into a corporate entertainer. And I had to start learning how to promote myself. I learned how to create websites. But 
even then I would create online material I would hope people would come to, but I would not send out an email or make a phone call saying, hey, I have this service and I'm good at this. Would you like me to do this for you? The next step was becoming a corporate speaker and starting to take the ideas and the thought leadership that was naturally occurring for me in my own growth pursuits. And I started to integrate those into my performance career to where I was a speaker, not just an entertainer. And over the years with trying to get work as a corporate speaker, I had to become, I had to get over more and more of my fears and my hesitations to market myself. I had to start making cold calls and send out emails and advertise a little bit. And every one of these steps has been fraught with a tremendous amount of fear slash anxiety to do that because I'm afraid of receiving that feedback that no, you know, nobody wants this. I'm, I'm not getting hired that people aren't signing on or don't want to pay what I believe I'm worth. So this is something I have been struggling and taking steps with forever in my life. And now I am once again in the position of having to reinvent my occupation and vocation because all my speaking business was canceled for this year, a solid speaking calendar, a, a really good paying speaking career that's had good momentum for me in the last decade is now over with no end in sight uh, at this time of speaking. So I'm turning to e-commerce, online courses, and I have a tremendous amount of content to offer. The content is not the problem or the issue. It's how do I market it? What problem am I solving? And am I willing to put myself into front, in front of more people and say, hey, everybody, this is what I absolutely love. This is what I've got. Come get it if you want it. And I'm okay if you don't come get it. And that's requiring, and I think it requires for all of us, a kind of inner work to be able to put out and express and communicate as a human being who has a core, authentic passion for something they love to do, a way they love to serve, a manner in which they adore contributing. When that is true of us, and we have to speak and communicate from that place in order to let other people know about what we're doing, it's going to require that we have to come up against these very childlike dynamics internally in our conditioning script from way back in the past where we were told, you know, who do you think you are? Don't be so loud. You're getting too big for your britches. All these phrases that are pulled out for kids when they're being big and passionate and alive, those all get pulled up and start to replay themselves 
unconsciously in our minds when we start to allow that energy of joy, of passion, of excitement about something to enter into our body, and then we're speaking from that place. We're acting from that place. It's a very vulnerable position to be in because when you bring that enlivened quality into your body, into your face, into your voice, then it's possible that somebody's going to get triggered by that and look at you and go, hey, who do you think you are? Stop being so self-centered. Stop trying to be so big. This is what, as I'm in the middle of it, I want to speak about it because I think there are many people in this position where you have something that you passionately want to offer and at the same time you are warring with another unconscious part that is sending you stop signals. Wait, don't go there. Danger. This is emotionally dangerous. This is socially dangerous for you to stand up and you'll become a target if you start speaking this way. I know for me that what I'm discovering and this podcast process has been huge to just commit to putting out something daily around my passion for people living their purpose and acting on it consistently, just committing to that and coming into my shower stall every single day to talk about it has been rife with fear and insecurity about putting it out, but has also been a huge opening for me. As I'm speaking into this joy and this passion, I am discovering more content, more opportunities, more possibilities for myself in a new career than I ever dreamed of. I have so many things over the course of a day now, directions I want to go and things I want to develop. It's bringing energy into my life. It's lighting me up. It's lighting my family up. My son has been lit up with me in the last couple of weeks. And I think he is, without knowing it, he's responding to seeing how happy and joyous I am with what I'm doing on a daily basis. My willingness to do what I love unreservedly with passion and joy is affecting my entire family in a very positive way. And I have a few close friends. If you listen to that episode from two days ago with my friend John, Fear is actually five types of anxiety. John told me something in that podcast that I didn't really know, which is his last 15 years as a family and marriage therapist, as a certified marriage and family therapist, has been something he's doing on top of a previous passion, which is to be a musician. Music is a huge part of who he is. It's a huge part of his inner life. And yet he has turned to this 
professional capacity as a therapist in the last 15 years. And he's a damn good one. He knows his stuff inside and out. He's the president of the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy. If you go and look him up and look him up on LinkedIn, he's got more credentials and experience than you could list or remember. It's like a list as long as my arm. He's really good at this. But his core passion activity, the thing that brings him the most joy and lights him up is music. And now what he told me in the podcast is because of our conversations and this friendship that he and I formed a few years ago, he is picking up the ball on his music career and he's building it on the side as he continues to be a therapist. And it's bringing a huge amount of joy into his life. What he told me is he is completely reconnected to his purpose And he thanked me for this. Now, I didn't do that intentionally. I wasn't trying to sell him on switching careers. But in the course of getting to know him and hearing about his love of music, I couldn't stop myself from encouraging him to move toward that activity more in his life. So my love for seeing people light up this way and do what they love has had an impact of promotion and selling for someone else to actually adopt a different track in their life and make a pretty significant life change. And I have several other friends that this has naturally occurred with. Because it's a conversation that I am meant to have with people. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm not interested in semi-trucks and what kind of tires work best. And I know there's somebody out there who has that passion. Or why uh, cumulus clouds form the way they do in the sky and what that means for weather patterns. I know there, there must be people out there that that is their passion. Pick anything, any subject matter, and you can find someone who just gets lit up by putting their attention on that thing and knowing about it and providing information or service to others in relationship to that topic. And the idea that I can't get out of my mind is that If even just 0.1% of the whole population of the world were to shift to do what they love more consistently, I believe the impact it would have along the lines of the butterfly effect, where one little thing that happens anywhere in the world affects the whole world, I think the impact of that would be massive because when people do things that they love, they affect the whole field that they exist within. When you see a human being who is aligned with themselves, their activity and their speech and their behavior is aligned with who they really are, 
it brings forward an energy that affects everybody around them. That's why people who love what they do become successful at it. One, because if you want to be successful at anything, you've got to spend a lot of time doing it. It takes a lot of time to be successful at anything. If you love something, your chances of spending a lot of time doing it increase dramatically. And secondarily, when you're talking to someone about the value of something, if you actually believe in it, and it's coming from the core of something that you enjoy and that you yourself pursue, it's going to be received in a whole different way than if you're a salesperson who's selling something that you just think other people might buy. Because the statistics show that right now people are looking for cars that are blue. And so I'm going to stock up on blue cars on the lot and I'm going to try and, and sell those. It would be the difference between someone who's in a stereo store talking to someone else who wants to buy a stereo and saying, well, these speakers are really good because they're made out of uh, this kind of resin fiber and they vibrate at a frequency of X number of kilohertz. And another person in a stereo store on the other side of town who's going to say, oh my God, you've got to hear these speakers. These are the ones I have in my house. And I play Beethoven's Fifth on these speakers. And I want you to hear the difference between this classical music when it's played on this speaker and that speaker. And when I sit and I listen to Beethoven's Fifth on this speaker, it's a whole different life experience because you can hear the tuba in the background at so you get you get my idea here when we are living inside of the things that we want to share with others we're actually interacting with them and getting benefit from this way of thinking or this product or or service it becomes a completely different thing to, quote, sell to people. So when we're initially afraid of promoting or selling who we really are, and if this describes you, I'd like you to consider this. At the beginning, in the early stages of promoting or selling yourself as, say, an artist, maybe you make art, Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you really know about fitness and you love coaching people into better health. Maybe you just know about dog training and you can train dogs like nobody's business and you can actually teach that to other people. Whatever it is you're good at, when it comes to putting yourself out there, Oh, I'm thinking of my brother right now. My brother is this extraordinary wildlife photographer. And he suffers from the same familial training that I got growing up. He just wants absolutely no part of selling his photos. He does not want to promote himself in any way, shape, or form 
or what he can do. But his photos are beautiful, extraordinary photos. And when I talk to him, talk to him about it, he says, well, so many people can do that. So many people do great wildlife photography. This is the manner in which so many people are talking themselves out of the possibility of inhering in a life focus that they could be deriving not only pleasure and joy and energy from, but also money, income. People could be making a living doing things they love in many cases. Granted, not in all cases. In some instances, okay, you're not going to make a living at it. Maybe you try and it doesn't work. But it's still going to bring a huge degree of profit into your life because there are other forms of profit other than just finances. There's emotional profit. There's health profit. There's relational profit. All these forms of capital are things we also need as human beings. And doing what we love and what brings us joy draws that kind of profit into our lives. And we need it. And for many of us, our jobs are not bringing in these other forms of profit that we need to thrive in our lives. So when you're first beginning in the early stages of promoting your expertise or your skill or your passion, you can pretty much predict that you're going to run into this anxiety, fear obstacle, and you're going to feel tentative and afraid about putting yourself out there. If you go halfway and you start to kind of do it and kind of promote yourself, it's likely or say it's possible you're going to get knocked off your horse. It's not going to, quote, work. You're not going to get business or you're not going to get traction or you're, not, or you're not going to get interest from other people. And if that happens, if that occurs, you're going to crawl back into your shell and it's going to be proof that when you put yourself out there, it doesn't work. It's painful. You get rejected. You get judged. When, on the other hand, you go all in, and by all in, what I mean is you commit to contributing from your passion, regardless of what happens, regardless of whether you make a living at it or make any money at it, regardless of the initial response, what we can say with almost certainty is that whatever you love to do and be an expert in or master or support others with, there are people out there who are looking for that. And because of the internet, you can find those people. They exist in the world. And there's enough of them for you to have a joyous experience of connecting with at least a moderate number, if not a huge number of people who need exactly what you have to provide by learning and using online tools. Ideally, 
you're using those online tools to connect with people person to person because face-to-face interactions are so fulfilling and meaningful. But right now, especially in the, the period of COVID that we're dealing with, this is going to have to happen online. You're going to have to figure out how to use these tools for connection and to deliver contribution and value. And it's possible to do. There's so many ways to do that now. So if you go all in and say, I am going to contribute this. Nothing is going to stop me from contributing what I love to contribute. I'm either going to do it part-time as a side business, or I'm going to do it as a hobby, or I'm going full on and I'm going to try and make a living doing this. And if you go all in like that, what's going to happen? And now I'm speaking from my own experience because this is what's happening for me. Those initial fears that you're being self-aggrandizing or grandiose or too big for your britches and that people are going to call you out, those fears are going to gradually get pushed to the side by your connection to the thing that you want to champion. So if you absolutely love language and the precision of language and say the skill of writing online copy that allows someone who has something of value to connect with a consumer who can get the value of that product or service, let's say that's what you love. You love helping business owners to write copy that helps them connect with their customers and provide value and benefit to them. If you love that and you hang out a shingle and say, hi, my name is uh, Carl Copywriter and I can help you do this, your fears of putting your own personality on a brand and selling that if you go all in, are going to are very quickly going to get pushed to the side and replaced by the fact that you are actually putting your attention on this thing that you love and the dynamic that you love. And you're going to start interesting business owners who need really great copy. And they're going to come to you and your conversations once they reach you are not going to be about you and how great you are. They're going to be about copywriting. And then they're going to say, well, I have this product. I need to reach consumers in the home alarm market. And here's what our alarm does that's special and unique. And we love that it does this. We want to reach people. And then you start talking about how to write copy that's going to help them do that. You're suddenly in a world where the thing you love and the expertise that you have is going to take over. And that thing is going to become what predominates in your attention and the attention of those who can use your product or service or expertise. 
if you go all in, there's going to be a short period of time where you have this awkward, uncomfortable sense of, oh my God, I'm putting myself out there and I look totally, this looks like a totally ego-centered play and people are going to think, you know, who are you to do this? That's not going to last long if the thing you're doing is something you love. There's so much immunity from so many difficulties, emotional and social obstacles that get taken care of when we just commit to engaging in an environment where we're passionate about the topic, the skill, the product, the need for a solution for other people. When you figure out a problem that you can solve for other people that you love to solve for them, your world will change. Your whole life will change. Because you, you are now involved in a dynamic of human reciprocity, of core value, of helping others with a real problem they have using real, authentic interest and capacity that you have. And when you get that loop going between you and other people, there's no stopping it. Nothing can stop that. There's nobody you need permission from to create that reciprocal feeding loop between you and other human beings. The only permission that you have to get is permission from yourself to release your fears about what other people are going to say in relationship to you taking up this purpose. That's all you need is to give yourself permission to start pursuing it and to start experiencing the sheer joy of connecting with other human beings in this manner. So that's what's coming up today. And I want that for you. I don't even know who I'm talking to, but I know it's not dogs, it's not cats who are listening to my podcast, it's not robots. I know that human beings are listening to the sound of my voice right now. And because you are one of those human beings, I want this dynamic to be active in your life if it's not already. And if it is to a certain extent, but it could be to a greater extent, I want that for you. And everything that I'm doing here with the Follow Through Formula podcast is about that. And as I keep speaking to it, I'm becoming more and more clear what exactly and precisely it is I want to help with. The problem that I want to solve for human beings out there, and a problem I know many people have, is shying away, backing away, avoiding and hiding from what matters most to them and what they most care about 
in favor of a safe life that does not expose them to the possibility of any rejection. And they're going about their days wondering, why is my energy low? Why is my health not good? Why are my finances struggling? Why are my relationships flat? Bring joy into your life, whether you do it as a living or do it as a hobby. Engage in the activities that are aligned and resonant with your essence, with who you really are. And if you don't know what activities, what your purpose is, there's lots of stuff I'm now creating and designing to help with these aspects of what I'm describing. So if you go to the follow through formula masterclass is an episode that lays out in detail the six obstacles to consistently pursuing what matters most to you. The follow through formula masterclass as an episode does two things. It shows you how you can overcome these obstacles on your own. And it tells you how my follow through formula course does that for you and assists you in that. So when you go, I'm going to tell you why you should take the course, but I'm also going to show you how you can get tremendous value from the formula without having to take the course. And I'm happy either way. Of course, I would love to have you in the course because then I actually get paid to do what I'm describing here, what I love. You get an even better result and everybody is happy, but you don't have to do that. So that's one place I want to send you the follow through formula masterclass as an episode. And in the show notes of that episode, you can download the follow through formula roadmap, which details what's in the masterclass. The next episode I want to send you to is called the $10,000 purpose question. The $10,000 purpose question is a audio guided adventure. It's an exercise I will walk you through. It's a four-step question process that will give you an immediate focus for your energy and your attention right now that lines up with something that has a lot of energy for you. So I have a process I can lead you through. You can do it right by listening to the episode. It's called the $10,000 Purpose Question. Go listen to that if you're saying right now, well, I don't know what my purpose is. That will help you find a purpose to start with. And the thing about a purpose is it's not, doesn't have to be permanent. What you need is a way to get traction with something that's more in the direction of your purpose. And when you start taking action in that direction, you're going to refine and discover incrementally deeper layers of core purpose 
for yourself. So those are on tap for the asking. Just go get those episodes and move forward with what I'm describing. Nothing's stopping you. Nothing can stop you from doing this. And just know that you've got one person at least out there who is 400% behind you doing this. Doesn't matter who, whoever else is surrounding you in your life, I am cheering you on. I am behind you to do this work. All right, I'm going to end there because I feel like today I could just keep talking and talking and talking and you've got other things to do and <laughs> me too. So this has been episode 29 of the Follow Through Formula podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Rick Lewis and I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, thanks for being here and being a die-hard listener down to the last decibel. My vision for these conversations is that you get informed and inspired to take consistent action on the real you. If these podcasts help you to do that, I'm thrilled. And if you'd like to take that work to the next level, I invite you to join me inside the Life Leap community where I'm creating a culture and a support network for those who want to pursue what matters most in their lives. To learn more, just go to gamesforconfidence.com and click on the Life Leap menu item. I'd love to see you on the inside, and otherwise, I'm sure we'll meet again in another episode. <laughs>